This is an RNZ podcast. Well, the Broadcasting Minister Chris Farfoy didn't want to comment this week on his big new plan for public media. He did comment on the death on Monday of groundbreaking journalist and writer Gordon McLaughlin. Chris Farfoy called him a statesman of New Zealand media who'd sparked debate on what it was to be a New Zealander and where New Zealand was heading. And he did that pretty bluntly at times as one of New Zealand's leading writers, commentators and critics and a familiar face and voice on the air. As a writer, he was best known for his best-selling and argument-starting book about New Zealanders, The Passionless People, which was covered like this on TV2 back in 1976. He has some damning things to say about New Zealanders. Under the heading Smiling Zombies, he writes, A fool is a person who doesn't know what he doesn't know. And by this definition, a Kiwi is preeminently a fool. The New Zealander is as racist as the South African, except that he's decently hypocritical about it. Well, we exploit our islanders. We bring them in to do our uncongenial jobs, then we send them packing when it suits us. Uh, you know, our minorities are small, so we can, we can kid ourselves that we don't have a problem, but we do have a problem. Now, opinions are like backsides, as the saying goes, everyone's got one. But Gordon McLaughlin felt qualified to put the boot into our national character back then because of his early experience as a journalist. Recently, he told his friend and fellow writer Hamish Keith about that in a chat recorded for the online series Cultural Icons. I worked in Wellington for five years as the Wellington correspondent of the New Zealand Weekly News. And during that period, and I was also working for the Journal of Agriculture, which Wilson and Horton were publishing at the time. During that period, I travelled widely. I went to almost every town in New Zealand. There were parts of the South Island I didn't go to because of uh, Les Bloxham, who was the South Island correspondent. He was mainly a photographer. But every Monday, every second Monday morning, I would get in the car and I'd drive to some part of New Zealand. I virtually assigned myself to these jobs. And I saw New Zealand as a country, I, and I'd lived in, in small towns when I was a kid. I'd lived in cities, and I saw what was happening. And I was appalled by the kind of um, um, boring, um, awful country we'd become. In an interview for The Listener magazine in 2012, Gordon McLaughlin told journalist Karen Shearer that publishers had often asked him to update his Passionless People book down the years, but he told them all that he didn't really need to. But in fact, that year, he did, in The Passionless People Revisited. In this book, Gordon McLaughlin also took a few swipes at the media, and the television industry in particular. After watching the 2011 election unfold on TV, he said that TV and radio frontmen Paul Holmes and Mike Hosking were embedded at the high end of town among the all-so-rich and famous. But years earlier, when Paul Holmes outrageously called the UN Secretary-General Kofi Annan a cheeky darky on News Talk ZB, Gordon McLaughlin defended Holmes from those who wanted him off the air. They were cheap, pathetic jokes from a burned-out radio man, said Gordon McLaughlin, and a gifted showman who has none of the professional rigour of a journalist. But... Freedom of expression is so precious that even paunchy, insecure runts with warts on the end of their noses should be allowed to say what they want about anyone else within the parameters of the law. I'd like to apologise in advance for any offence that remark may cause. Back in 2004, Gordon McLaughlin had called TVNZ's home show a travesty of current affairs, and when Paul Holmes jumped ship for a rival channel that year, Gordon McLaughlin told Media Watch this. 
when the first stories appeared, even on, in the Herald the other day, they were talking about uh, who was going to take the slot. It seems to me to be totally irrelevant. You get a very competent person, or better still, a, 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 some competent persons um, to fill in, take away this kind of uh, idea that it's a participant rather than a facilitator. I think it all came from the star system, you know, 15 years ago when television New Zealand went mad for stars and they built up this star system. Holmes is a very, very good broadcaster. Um, it's just that I think I always felt that the program lacks any kind of structure um, or any kind of professional journalistic underpinning. That's what's needed. Who fronts it, uh, to me, is rather irrelevant. Gordon McLaughlin appearing on Media Watch back in 2004. But by then, Gordon McLaughlin was himself a fairly familiar face on TV, though not a private plane-owning presenter like Holmes or a Maserati man like Mike Hosking. One man's lifestyle is another man's dream world. When I think of a Porsche, it's something like a veranda. But then I'm a Skoda driver. True. So I'm not a conspicuous consumer like those who can afford the kinds of Porsche that Neil Roberts priced recently. The 928 series cars are among a new generation of Porsches which were introduced in the late 70s. In his autobiography, A Life's Sentences, Gordon McLaughlin described TV studios as bleak places that damaged people's personalities. But he also went out in the field for TV himself for shows like the documentary series American Pie in the early 90s. The Mid-South, long settled and deep in the heart of America's Bible Belt. It buckles about Nashville, Tennessee, the centre of religious publishing and where the heart of country music beats. But its roots are here in the coal-rich hills and hollows of Appalachian, Kentucky, a hard and isolated land of guns and God and of mountain men, celebrated in the national folklore by Lil Abner, Marne Parkettle and the Beverly Hillbillies, people that Americans have been laughing at for generations. Now that TVNZ series, by the way, was backed by Continental Airlines, a pretty big player in New Zealand travel at the time, and also for a while a client during Gordon McLaughlin's time on the so-called dark side of public relations. And he reflected on that experience too in that recent chat with Hamish Keith for the online series Cultural Icons. Before I became a freelancer, I actually worked full-time, very briefly for Air New Zealand, and realised that I simply wasn't cut out for corporate PR. I didn't like the idea. Actually, I remember talking to one of the very senior management people one day about telling lies, and I said there are more ways of telling lies than denying something or affirming something, that you can do it by innuendo. And he went pale Mm. when I was talking to him. So I thought, I can't handle this. Um, So then I went freelancing as a journalist and as a writer, and I wrote a couple of early books which don't make you a lot of money. But I I was working for the National Business Review and doing work for the Herald. And I was asked once or twice to help out with publicity for airlines. Uh, And I didn't mind doing it on contract because I had control of it. Um, I could do what I wanted to do. I could leave if I didn't. But I had very good people I worked with. I worked for Pan Am for about... um, 10 years, and then they pulled out. Then I worked for United, and then after I'd been at United a little while, they I went and worked for Continental Airlines. Uh, also and then d- Continental pulled out. You've got a bad record with airlines. <laughs> None of them Is made any money fault? while I was working for them either. <laughs> but it got me around the world several times. Mm. I did do work as a crisis public relations officer for Deloitte for some time, and I really enjoyed that. If they had a client with a, a major communications problem, I would go in and help them out. 
Gordon McLaughlin there talking about public relations in the online series Cultural Icons with his friend Hamish Keith. Now that field of crisis and reputation PR management is now a much bigger business in New Zealand. And Gordon McLaughlin was also entrepreneurial as a journalist and a broadcaster. In fact, he had to be after what he described as the dangerous move in 1973 to give up public relations for freelance journalism. After that, he said his bread and butter was journalism, but spread with what he called the jam of lucrative consultancy work on top. Gordon McLaughlin was also the foundation director of a talk radio network, Radio Pacific, the forerunner of MediaWorks Radio Live. And although Gordon McLaughlin had torn into the PR business in The Passionless People Revisited back in 2012, he had done a pretty lucrative gig on TV urging the public to buy shares in Telecom a decade earlier on behalf of the government which sold it. He said this was the only time in his professional life he felt guilty about what he received for what he'd done, he later wrote. In his autobiography, Gordon McLaughlin also said he felt abused when he saw those lengthy telecom ads playing out, sometimes on both TV stations at once, and he was upset by persistent claims that he'd sold out and been paid a million dollars for that, which he said wasn't true. But after what he reckoned was more than a million words worth of weekly columns published in the New Zealand Herald, the NBR and other publications, Gordon McLaughlin decided to focus on books and history in 2002. His final book, Stop the Clock, was published just one week before his death last Monday when the clock stopped for Gordon McLaughlin at the age of 89.